Okay, awesome. So I'm just going to share a few pointers on how to, or wisdom for the holiday. I'm not, I'm saying this in, in, in the humble way. I'm not saying that I know everything, but I know that, that there's some things, some principles that we've, if we apply them during the term or during um, the rest of the year, it works, and they even work during the holiday, but holidays are different. Why is holidays different? Those of you who are young, why, what, is, what is different about holidays? Sorry? You're not doing work, exactly. That's the obvious. Okay, so I'm going to share a couple of things. So uh, first of all, I want to just show you the, the f- photo there of my, of my family. Karina Hanamnohoi. Okay, great. That is, that is our family. So every year, when I think of holidays, I think of this. These people, my grandma over there on the left, she is 91. My, my dad, and my, there's my twin brother. Do you, can you see the difference? Where am I? Am I on the right or the left? Oh, well done. And then my younger brother, he is he's 28 and he's, or he's 27 and he's unmarried, just so that you know. And um, as you can see... We are definitely contributing the most to this O'Kennedy family. So we are at six of those I, we represent. The O'Kennedys from George. We call ourselves the George O'Kennedys. So this is what I think of family. And when I think of, sorry, when I think of December holidays. And when I think of December holidays, I am excited. I'm excited because I'm going to see my family, I'm going to see my parents, my parents are going to babysit, they're going to love my children, I'm going to even have time to take a middag sloppy, because they are there. And it's a, it's a loving environment, there's, there's not much um, conflict, there's not much frustration, it's really, it's exciting for me. And that is my story. But I know it's not necessarily your story. And I want to share from, from this perspective, not that I, I, I don't know your story and I, I won't say it will be really prideful of me to say, hey, I understand what you're going into when you think of family, what you're going into when you think of December. But what I want to say is that I have faith that your holidays can really be a holy day. It could be a time to be with Jesus, and it can actually be a time and a place for growth. It is possible. You don't have to backslide. I remember when we in, in Stellenbosch, we would teach s- students, and in the end of the year, it would be like, oh, so November, they're going, at the end of November, November they're going on holidays, and then you're like, oh man, I wonder what this guy is going to get themselves into over the holiday. And then usually on the first Sunday after the holiday, we, we do sort of an altar call, and the altar call is like this. If you want to get rid, if you want to confess sin, if you want to go come back to Jesus, just come forward. But that's not going to happen in this church. Because all of you, anyway, if you're here and, and this day, you are ready to follow Jesus, and you're not going to go there to be influenced, but you're going to be the influence. Amen. That's what we want to be. So at the end of tonight, I'm going to send you as missionaries into December. And 
Everybody that's going to meet with you, they're not going to meet with Alex, they're not going to meet with Warwick or Abigail or Eben. They're going to meet with Jesus. Because that's, that's what we carry. We carry Jesus. So, I want you to get to a place where, just like in our, in our family, where we actually, we, we call it, we service people. <laughs> We're not, we don't go there and we expect people to serve us or expect people to, to give to us, but we actually know that we have something to give. So we would invite friends, friends that are struggling, friends that don't have family, um, that's in the region of Hermanas, and we'd say, hey, just come, come hang out with us. Come for a day. Some of them stay for a week. Some of their cousins, they, hey, it's families, and they just stay there for a week. And then everybody has to make room for them. A brother needs to sleep in the garage and all that. That's how it works. I don't know if you can relate to that. But we know that is our calling. We know that we have the ability, we have the the emotional capacity, the spiritual capacity to help people. And I trust that all of you, when you're leading your family, one day will get to that place. And it's not because of me, it's because of generations before me that build into this thing called family. My grandfather got saved when he was 14 years old, and he just started building legacy from then on. So in a way, in the beginning, I also want to say, Whatever you're doing in December, this holiday, it determines how, you're going to exp- how your kids will experience December holidays with you. If it's full of Jesus, it's going to be amazing for your kids, and your kids will want to be with you. If it's not full of Jesus, you are negatively influencing your kids' experience of a December. If you're sitting here and you're like, man, I don't like December, it's a family, it's chaos, la, 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 you can change that. Or you can continue that same negative cycle. And obviously, if you're sitting here, you're like, hey man, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be the influence. So I'm going to give you a few tips on how to do that. So it's going to relate to family. This morning I shared a lot about family, but also I want to be just more practical in terms of how do you carry on following Jesus during December? Because that's so important. We're actually closing down church for, for a couple of Sundays. And it's not, we're not saying, hey, don't go to church. We're not saying, hey, you just you take a holiday from following Jesus. We just, we just need that break also in our calendar. By the way, just so you know. Okay, so the first one is, and we're going to talk about family a lot, is there is gold in your family. There is a blessing in your family and you can tap into that. Or friends, people around you, the people that you're going to spend time with that will rock up at your house, that you will go to, the mother that you're going to see that you haven't seen in a while, the cousin, the people that irritate you, there's gold in them. So let me read Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 and 10. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. I love that sentence. The Lord your God, He is what? He is God. There's no other explanation. God is God. He is faithful. He is a faithful God. Keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him and keep His commandments. But those who hate Him, He will repay to their face by destruction. He will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate them. 
so a lot of us, we focus on the negative. We're like, hey, there's a curse. If you, if you don't serve, you're disobedient to God, there's going to be a curse in your family. And that is, that is true, by the way. But we don't focus. The Bible says there's till the third and the fourth generation there will be a curse. If you, whatever you're doing, you're actually carrying the seed of your, of your children in you. Amor, so I tried to explain the little Amor the other day. Or was it Nicholas? I can't remember. I'm like, so do you know how you got here? <laughs> in a very, in a five-year-old way. It's Papa and Mama, you are like we carried you and now you are formed. God used what we have and formed you. So you came from us. It's, it's a weird, it's a massive responsibility to think that you are carrying, Leon, you're carrying the seed of your, not only of your children, but your grandchildren. And whatever you do will influence that. Massive responsibility. Some of us, you think, okay, man, at least I will know how, if I mess up, then I'll know how to deal with it. But you don't think of, if you mess up, you are messing up a legacy that should, be, that should make it easier for your children to follow Jesus. But I'm, yes, I'm really challenged by that because I can see whenever I do something, it has an influence on my kids. So let's not focus on the negative. Let's focus on the positive. The positive say the thousand generations. So your grandfather's 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 grandfather. One of them somewhere down the line in a thousand generations did something amazing. And there's a blessing because of that. And now you spending time with them, you actually, you have that treasure map to where that gold is. And probably you're the only one in your family that has that map. And that is what God has placed in you, Jesus within you. So you can go to that uncle that nobody likes and you're like, man, there's gold in them. I'm going to spend some time with them. Or that cousin that you know is just irritating or that arrogant, whoever, or your mom that you don't want to spend time with. There's amazing stuff and God's calling you and all of us to go and take the gold out of that. Do you believe that? You don't have to say yes, because if you say you believe it, then you have to do it. It doesn't say, what if you believe in recycling? Okay? So if you believe in it, it doesn't say, hey, I believe in recycling, but I don't put my stuff in the blue bag. Do you know what the blue bag is? So it doesn't work. Like somehow we have this disconnect. We say we believe this, but we do otherwise. I believe sex before marriage is wrong, but I do this. I believe it's better that I don't live with my girlfriend, but I do this. Because it's, it's less expensive. So, wh- wh- where, where does it line up? Your belief system needs to line up with your actions. Okay, so here's a good thing to line up. There is so much gold and blessing in your family, and you can call it out. You can do that. You. God has called you to do that. And you're like, man, there's so many presents. You don't have to look under the Christmas tree. You can just look at your family, the people that surround you. Because that's better than a Christmas tree present. Like, wow, man, it's amazing. Wow, amazing. All these people around me. Awesome. Okay. Do you believe that? Say I'm a gold digger. Okay. I am a gold digger. So, after this holiday, I want you to come back and you're going to go like, man, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. 
My family is amazing. The people in my family is amazing. Because the moment you see the good, it's like the bad is, wow, that's why. That's why. Because there's so much gold, the devil wanted to steal the gold. He's trying to masquerade the gold, and he's only revealing the bad. If you're a bird, and you want some good fruit, where are you going to go? You're going to go where the scarecrows are. The berry farm. Where the scarecrows are. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do. So in, your, in the people around you, there are gold, and, but there's also a scarecrow. And it takes courage. It takes prayer to find the gold. But once, you, once you've tasted that gold, you're like, man, I'm going to hunt for gold in everybody around me. Amen. Say it. I'm a gold dealer. And I will find gold. Great. Second one. You are a missionary to your friends and family. So we actually had this conversation around the dinner table this afternoon. And um, we were saying it's really, it's more difficult to reach out to the people that are closest to you, your family and your friends, than to go to Sri Lanka. And that is true. It's more difficult because they know you. <laughs> That's a big problem. And they can so irritate you. So when Jesus sent out his disciples, he said, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. He said, hey, I'm sending you and it's not peace always. It's not going to be, people are not like, oh man, I want to hear what you're saying, Rico. I want to hear what you're saying, Thomas. Oh, my cousin, Warwick. Hey, Leonie, you are so amazing. Tell me what's happening in your life. I want to know that Jesus It's not always going to be like that. But Jesus is saying, I'm sending you. And there's going to be resistance, but I'm sending you. And that is the power of what we have, is we carry that commission with us. Jesus is sending you into wherever you're going to go this December. Know that Jesus is with you and he's, He is sending you. And there's a strategy. You can, you can be as shrewd as a snake and innocent as a dove. People are like, wow, man. At the end of the holiday, they're going to look back and they think, wow, man. Yes, he tricked me. They tricked me. And now I'm a believer. Now I love that same Jesus. But they tricked me just because they were so in love with Jesus. It was just so revealing of who He is. And they just served me. I never once did they preach at me. But they just served me. Wow. Amazing. Okay. Then number three. Know your limits. Proverbs 16 verse 18. Pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before a fall. So this is more of a warning. So we're not necessarily talking about family, we're especially talking about friends. So you need to know your limit. Like I've had countless conversations with people telling me, oh, oh you know what? First miracle, Jesus made water into wine. So I'm going to, and Jesus hanged 
out with the tax collectors and the drunkards and the people that, was, that were the outsiders. That's what I'm going to do this holiday. And then I would say 99% of those people come back and they say, and now you need to be Jesus to them and you need to, be ha- you need to hang out with this drunkard and you need to hang out with this guy who slept around. Why? Because he didn't know his limit. He was prideful. He was full of pride and arrogance in what he has. He did not respect. You need to respect the enemy. You don't have to fear the enemy. You need to respect the enemy. And you need to draw a line somewhere. You need to hear from God. Hey, do I, need, do I need to go with my friends over here? Do I need to go with my friends over there? Is this conversation ready for me? Do I need to have this friend at all? Some of you need to lose friends. It is, that's the reality. I lost a lot of friends. A lot of friends wasn't, they weren't even interested because I was walking with Jesus. You're going to lose, you're going to lose friends, but you're going to gain eternity and you're going to gain Jesus. The sacrifice doesn't compare with what the price, with the price. So know your limits. If you, alcohol is a problem for you, don't drink. Don't drink this whole holiday. Jesus died on a cross for you. You might as well just not drink. It will serve you better. If lust is a problem, then and especially don't go to the beach. If that is really, but that's that's how serious you need to be about that. If that is a problem, don't go where all the girls are half naked and and that's a problem for you. And then, girls, if you know that boys are attracted to you and you're making them stumble, wear appropriate clothes whenever you go. go do you wear a swimming costume, but it shouldn't be revealing. It is, it is really, it is so difficult for guys. Thomas has a whole sermon on that. So know, know your limits. Know your limits. Like I, I, was a, I, I was a lifesaver when I was younger. Rico's also a lifesaver. You can see the tan. It is, there's some girls that can wear a bikini and there's some girls that can't wear a bikini. Or the kind of bikini. It is true. Sorry, it is true. And there's some guys that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be wearing what you're wearing and you shouldn't be flirting the way that you're flirting. It is, it is true. It's not girls, you should do this, and guys, you should, it's all about, no. You need to know, ask God. Just, you just look yourself in the mirror and say, God, I wanna, am I allowed to do this? There's no, I don't want to put rules down I'm saying, what is God saying? Know your limits. Because a pride comes before the fall. Are you fine with that? Does it make sense? Because the, the, the Bible says the devil is prowling around like a lion. What is a lion wanting to do? He wants to devour. He wants to destroy so, it's not like in December, suddenly the devil is also on holiday. 
No, he's actually he's waiting for these times where we think, hey, he's on a holiday. He's waiting then to devour us, whether it's through our family, whether it's through our friends. He's wanting to bring destruction. He's wanting to hurt you. And we need to be, need to be safe. And we're going to look at one thing at the end that's going to keep all of you safe. Okay. So how do, we, how do you mission to our friends and our family? We go low in serving. Matthew 23, verse 11 and 12. The greatest among you will be your servant, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So you go low in serving. So you want to reveal Jesus? Then you do what Jesus do. What did Jesus do? He served the people. He served his disciples. He washed their feet. And now nowadays we don't wash feet anymore, but we do dishes. And we clean up afterwards. And then we ask our mother, hey, how can I help you? Hey, mother, you've prepared all the food for the whole holiday. Maybe the last day I can make food. You can take a nap. I'll take, I'll clean the bathroom. Or I'll clean the kitchen. Or I'll do this. The, the question that all mothers love is, how can I help you? So, all of you, or most of you, are going to be some, spend time with somebody that's going to host you. Some of you, all of you are going to be in a, in a house with somebody, and they're going to host you. They, somebody's going to make food for you. Most of us in this room will experience this during the holiday. So after, after everybody has eaten, you go to whoever is hosting you. It's like, hey, how can I help you? Can I help you? And if they say no, then you just start backing the dishwasher. And if, if they say, no, don't do that, you're like, you shh. Said, I'll back the dishwasher. So this afternoon we had a, a couple of guys over. The one guy probably asked me ten times, "How can he help me?" The one lady, she took all the leftovers, asked me for Tupperware, and put all the food leftovers in Tupperware so that our kids have food for the rest of the week. All organized in Tupperware. Like, wow, that's amazing. The one lady, she went. They, all, they stacked everything into the dishwasher and then they went, went to the kitchen sink and she's like, hey, um, can I wash the dishes? And because we, we only put one geezer on and so this geezer they didn't have home, warm water and she's like, hey, can I go and get some warm water for the dishes? I'm like, really? Okay, just leave it. Just a couple. We just put it into the next, um, the next cycle of the, of the dishwasher. I feel like love. I will invite these people over and over to my house. So you want to be that person. You're going to spend some time with a cousin. You're going to spend some time with family. They're going to go like, yes, I need to invite Aaron back. This guy is just such a servant. He's not only cleaning his own room. He's cleaning everybody else's room. And so this is really a culture that I want to push in our, in our church because I've, I've just made an assessment that a lot of people, they don't want to invite people over to their house. The reason why, because they need to clean up afterwards. That's wrong. You invite Christians to your house and you need to clean up. That is wrong. You've done the work. You've hosted people. Now next time, like it must be so fun to invite people to your house because your house is better afterwards. It's cleaner afterwards. 
So this is, if we want to be like Jesus, if we want to make an impact, this, is a, this will preach louder than 30 ser- sermons. Okay, whoever you're keen to do this, I can close your hands, close your eyes, put up your hands if you're keen to do this. See that hand, hey, see that hand. Hey, Leon, can you hand up? Okay, I'll speak to your mother. Philip, did you, DJ, did you put up your hand? Okay, you, un- you understand? Can we, so, I want to, we must do a test run here. I'll invite you to my house, and then afterwards we just see if the kids' room are clean, and like the whole room is just, huh? Who's going to help me with that? Why not? I'm working with a plan. Okay, we're running out of time. Fifth one. You determine the atmosphere. So if Jesus is in you, you determine the atmosphere. But there's practical ways of doing it. The one practical way, and that is probably so powerful, like that's why worship is powerful for us, is music. Music determines the atmosphere. So put on those music, those carol music, put on those Christian music, say, hey guys, this is my house, I'm going to determine what we're going to play, and you, and you leave all the others. Because that determines, and there's... Everybody wants to listen to Christian music. Joy to the world. You can just listen to that over and over and over. Even your atheist uncle is going to listen to this. Prayer. So you grab somebody and you say, you know what? We're going to, I'm going to I have this family time. We phone somebody and say, hey man, it's really difficult. Mother and dad, is, they are, there's conflict between the uncles and it's this and that thing and that thing. And you say, hey, let's pray. Let's pray. Prayer changes people, and it changes the atmosphere. Third thing is conversations. If, you, if you're going to start complaining about ESCOM, you're going to start complaining about load shedding, about the salary, your boss, you know what you're doing? You're filling the atmosphere with everything that the devil is doing. And what's going to happen? The devil's going to have a field day. The devil's going to feel welcome in your house. And we want to invite the king of kings. So conversations... We, yes, obviously you can, you can joke around about ESCOM and you can joke around about South Africa losing to Wales or whatever it might be, but then you flood the house, you flood, flood the atmosphere with testimonies and just, hey man, yes, we were praying for this, this friend and he got a job. Wow, is that amazing? And you know what? Your uncle that's looking for a job is going to, wow, they prayed. There's something. They prayed. And he's not going to acknowledge it, but he's going to go back to his room, and he's going to pray for his job. That happens often. Because you shared the testimony. The testimony is powerful. So determine the atmosphere by conversations. Then laugh. Laugh a lot. If somebody makes a stupid jokes, laugh. Be like Abigail. Laugh everything. Or like Monica. Monica just laughs at every joke Luke's, Luke makes. And jokes aren't even that funny. Okay, physical space. So if, you, if it's your space, then that also creates atmosphere. You determine the atmosphere. You can decide what you're going to do with it. Then number six, choose your fights. Like some of you are going to fight with your uncle about his bad toilet habits, or you're going to fight with your brother about the way that he speaks to you. But you need to choose your fight. Is, you can ask yourself, is this fight, is it God glorifying? Is this fight God glorifying? Are you wanting to win an argument, even if it's Christian arguments? Like some of you want to debate evolution 
with your uncle that's a professor at MU and PE, and it's not going to work because it's not God glorifying in that specific moment. Yes, there's a place for that, but not on the dinner table while all of you are eating your bride fillets. Because you're going to spoil it for everybody else. What, what's, your, what's the fight? What's the main? You fight for relationship. If there's a relationship, and you fight for a relationship with God. If somebody is taking on God and saying, hey, God doesn't exist, or blaspheming God, say, listen here, I, you're not going to speak like that in front of me. That is my year, that's my dad. I give everything for him. Sorry, that's not how we speak. If somebody makes, makes sexual jokes around your children, for instance, you're going to say, hey, listen here, can, you, can we just have this conversation outside? No, you're not going to use those kind of language in front of my kids. That's non-negotiable. Or I'll just take my kids. And you don't do it. You do it in a stern way, in an assertive way, but you're not, you're not spoiling it for, for everybody. That's a good fight to fight. And, if, but, and also you fight for a relationship. If you know that somebody is suffering there and you're like, hey, you know what? I can see that your mom is picking on you. Or I can see that, hey, um, your husband is, he is just drinking and he's never with the kids. I can see that. Let's fight for relationship. Let's, you, you and I, we pray for this. Let's pray. Let's pray for your husband. Choose your fights. So, and then the last one, in Afrikaans we'd say, intimitate. In English, intimacy. Date means time. We spell it, we should spell it like, so time with Jesus. Matthew 6 verse 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God except during holidays. No, it it's, not, it's not saying that. And, and we live like that. Like you have a routine maybe during your, but you don't follow that during the holidays. Why not? You cannot take a holiday from Jesus. You cannot. We cannot afford that. All of you sitting here, you have been blessed to be part of an army. And you, are, you need to be ready and prepared for war. And it's, the victory is already ours, yes. And you can enjoy your holiday. You can do some fun stuff and enjoy friends and enjoy family. Holidays are amazing. I love holidays. I'm not saying this, but you cannot take holiday from Jesus. Like some of us, we want to rest, and the idea that we have of rest is you go on the couch and you flip through channels, or you watch series for a whole weekend, and you think at the end of the weekend you're going to be rested. You're not going to be rested. You're actually going to feel worse. Because you're trying to feed your soul with entertainment. Only I'm not, I love a movie. I love, yes, I love The Incredibles 2, watching it with my kids. Uh, on Friday night. I love it. It's amazing. But where, where is the real food coming from? It's intimacy with Jesus. So set out time. Be diligent in this. Whether it's five minutes in the morning or 15 minutes in the morning. Just do it. Those of you who have the privilege of holiday. Amen.